Welcome to Waterbound, episode 31. Hey guys, this is Link. And Ted. And this is our little podcast about whitewater paddling in the southeast. Yeah. Beer drinking. Beer drinking. This is a fine lager we're having tonight. What are we having? It's uh, Southbound Brewing, um, or sorry, Mountain Jam, Southern Lager from Southbound Brewing in Savannah, Georgia. So, so they make the mountain beer down there in Savannah. Right. That's right. Yep. Pretty tasty, hey, though. You know, yeah, it's tasty. Had this a couple times. I was like, man, this is a really, really, really good beer. Funky label. Yeah. A lot going on on this label. Not yeah. as much as one of there's them. A, there's there's a lot going on with the, the whole place down there. All their, all their beers are, they got like little Coca Pellies, uh, you know. Jamming. It's got a banjo on it, so you know I like it. Yeah, no, most definitely. All right. Is that a uh, is that a uh, claw hammer or uh, that one's got a resonator on it, so okay. therefore it is a bluegrass banjo. There you go. Yeah. So you're gonna pick that. You need some finger picks. You're not gonna do that with a claw hammer. Pow pow. Not with your fingernails. All right, so uh, yeah, man, episode 31, our topic tonight is getting ready for the winter, get yourself winterized. Oh, old man, river, or old man, winter, river, river winter is coming. On its way, kind of, kind of. Winter showed up a week or two ago here, and, uh, well, and then then it came, then it drifted back off. In <laughs> sixty degree days, yeah. came back. But I mean, that's that's a typical. You know, winter or fall day or even spring day. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, some freezing temps at night and, you know, chilly during the day, but, you know. But Link's got certain events that that uh, sort of signify um, the transition yeah. of uh, <laughs> fall I mean, yeah. into winter paddling. And uh, one of them is uh, your trip report, right, where you went and so forth. Yeah, so... Uh, what uh, what Ted was um, referring to is yeah Tallulah, fall Tallulah, and uh, last weekend was the last Chioa release, and uh, yeah man, um, and we skipped last week so yeah I so don't know what what we missed. I guess we can we can talk about those um, yeah Chioa was um, Chioa was really fun we had a big. Big uh, commercial trip over there for for us uh, at uh, Endless River Adventures. We had six boats, which is yeah pretty substantial, uh, su- substantial, um, and um, pretty much fully loaded. Yeah, full trip, and um, yeah, you know, I was I woke up and it was pretty chilly. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty, yeah. It was freezing, yeah, below freezing. Um, but then it warmed up pretty nice that day, and uh, we had good water. Um, yeah, we had great water on the Chioa that day. It was probably right, right at a thousand up at the uh, by the dam. But by the time we got down low, it was about twelve to thirteen hundred CFS, which is. You know, is pretty juicy and and it makes even though it gets bigger, it gets it kind of gets easier, especially in a raft, um, because the um, 
you know, a lot of the rocks get covered up, even though the holes get more pronounced and bigger and grabbier, uh, and the waves definitely get, you know, uh, get bigger. Uh, it, it's, in, in, in a way, it's easier, you know. Um, you definitely don't want people to swim, but, um, but yeah. And uh, we had a great, great trip. Um, we had a couple swimmers here and there, and um, uh, but uh, everybody had a had a great time. And um, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah stoked to be out there. Um, and you know, great thing was one, a great thing for me is um, down down below the first um, you know couple miles of class four. Uh, came through some of the smaller rapids and there's all these rafts, all these private rafts pulled over and, you know, there's like 20, 20 private boats down there. Sweet. And, and yeah, as I went by, everybody's yelling at me and, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of the folks that, uh, I paddle with or have paddled with before or, uh, sold rafts to. So it was, it was super cool, you know. The, seeing the uh, the old fruits of my labor out there, so uh, and just seeing people out having fun, man, um, getting on the river and, and rafts, so that was awesome. Uh, but we had, yeah, we had big, big fun day, and um, then the next day was uh, Sunday Tallulah, uh, and we had probably the most rafts I've seen on the Tallulah that day. Um, my group which was, yeah, you know, kind of a couple different groups end up kind of paddling with us. But uh, we we had some issues with the stairs. Uh, they weren't let us down, so we kind of all bottlenecked, you know, kind of got in a gridlock with 20 rafts at the top of the stairs. And then they decided to let us all go at once, which made for interesting stuff <laughs> for the rest of the people behind us. But we got through there as quick as we could um, and got on the water and, um, man, just went down there. It was just rubber everywhere, <laughs> you know. And uh, several of the kayakers were like, whoa, look at all these rafts. And, and, uh, but we, everybody had good lines, had fun times. And, um, yeah, we got, on, got to the lake, and my buddy Greg from Chatuga Sounds Camp uh, – was there waiting for us, which was a treat because I, I didn't think he was going to be there to pull us across the lake. And um, so he pulled, there's 14 rafts and probably six or seven kayaks that were just hanging on, you know, freeloading a ride across the lake, <laughs> which they could have paddled faster <laughs> because that many rafts was not getting pushed by the motorboat very fast across the lake. Um, but it was great. It was great. We had an... It was a, uh, um, my buddy David Jones um, coined the uh, coined the hashtag RM Armada, which oh, was nice. kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of fun. But nice. yeah, we we definitely had a uh, a huge flotilla uh, coming across that lake. So it was it was cool. And you were back out there today, right? Yeah, yeah. I, All right. I, I mean, this back. will air, I guess, later this week. But yeah, uh, but we're doing an early recording here so, yeah. Uh, yeah took some uh took some folks showed some folks down um i was our one in the thundercloud last weekend i was in the fat cat because uh, some friends wanted to try out the uh, thundercloud but yeah took the thundercloud r1 today and 
you know, it was uh, it's it's so it's kind of funny because once you once you piled the fat cat and you kind of get used to that, and then even though it was a week a week difference um, a week's difference, getting in the thundercloud was like, oh yeah, you know it's a, it, it drives differently, you know it paddles differently. So, but um, no, it was all good. We had. Uh, um, my buddy Emily and she, <laughs> I, I, uh, actually introduced two people, um, to each other who were both wanting to paddle and, uh, one had never been down in Tallulah and then the other one, Emily had a couple times, but, um, with her friend Evans, um, and they, they had swam a couple times here and there and, and, um, uh, Evans couldn't make it, uh, so and Emily was wanting to go, and this other guy, Jimmy, wanted to go as well, and I knew he was coming down, so I, I kind of partnered them up. And I'm like, hey, you know, y'all talk to each other, see if, yeah. see if it's a good fit, and um, yeah, so they flipped in the uh, second rapid, um, right below Tanner's booth is a big kind of, yeah, it's an undercut rock and it's in the middle of the river with a, a boat width slot, a raft width slot just to the right of it. And they got up against that undercut and they were high siding. But then as they came around the rock, they got wedged in the slot end to end in this. And they were at, they had a, they were R2 and a super Puma. So probably, you know, definitely, definitely a, a big boat to be, you know, r 2 but, uh, they got wedged in there and it just, it didn't take long. She high-sided, he didn't, they rotisserie flipped like a big old rotisserie chicken. And, now, uh, isn't there some kind of rule about the length? Not that anybody's really checking, but something, something. It's 11 and a half feet. Okay. And, uh, so yeah. Um, but, um, which I mean, why, um, why is that a rule? That arbitrary, or is it uh, to keep commercial rafts out of there? I, I, th- I think it's mainly to keep commercial rafts out of there, okay. but also, you know, it it's it's really hard to get a big raft down yeah. in there, um, and it's and it's also like, you know, go get a small boat, smaller boat, get get a smaller raft for carrying in there, um, you know, because because you are holding holding people up, yeah on the stairs when you carry a big raft down because no one can get around you. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, um, they swam it into an eddy down below there and, you know, clinging to the rocks and (laughs) finally got it cleaned up and pulled over above, right above Oceana, you know, and, and, um, uh, so that was sporty. And then, um, uh, I went ahead and ran Oceana and, and you got some live footage out there. Yeah, on our, so we on got we got li- I got some some just a live shot from just below. I, I ran the first rapid last step. Um, I ran it, pulled over on the left, and then hiked back up to kind of shoot some video of Hurricane Falls and you know to be river left across from the put in um, across from the the bottom of the stairs and it's it's a re- it's a really cool view over there and you know really cool spot uh, and then went down and ran Oceana and um, 
basically uh, pulled everyone to the left, had a, had a really nice, really awesome, nice clean line, pulled over left, and ran back up and got some uh, live video of some of the other rafts dropping Oceana. And uh, it, was, it was pretty sporty. Uh, there's one little Saturn R3 raft that uh, dropped, a, uh, dropped a swimmer. Uh, she came out, I forget, she came out, like flew out of the raft right after they went through the thing. And she just like flew out of the raft and hit the hole and like immediately swam to shore because the, the boat kind of just kept cruising past her it looked like she was fine i mean yeah I, she I, was, she I was it's, it's, it's really deep there it's really yeah. deep there but right where she washed up is it's really shallow you can actually you actually climb up the rock yeah, yeah. and just get out or you can swim on down to your boat if you want to do that but i noticed um, you were nice enough to just film her mm. <laughs> yeah you know that's what i was there to uh, yeah. capture her you did uh, yell like just climb out yeah, I was like, you're, you're good, you're good. I'm not going to quit videoing this because, filming this because, uh, you know. And she had a good time. She has a good, she's a good sport about it and gave us, you know, gave us some fist pumps and like, yeah, that was cool. Um, and uh, trying to think, everybody else was pretty clean there. Um, my friend Emily, she didn't want to run Oceana at that point after swimming the little... You know, swimming right above there. So, uh, and they, these guys had just met, and then she got back in the boat for um, the rest of it, and they dialed it in, and they were good to go. Good. Um, uh, but some other other spots, uh, the leaves. Are, oh yeah, the leaves. The leaves were just probably just past peak, you know, in color. Uh, but it was still really pretty down in there, and. Um, and we had a great run and then got, yeah, uh, didn't really have any other issues. Um, the, that little R3 I just talked about with the girl that swam out of it, both girls in the front of that boat swam um, amphitheater, or they came swimming by. <laughs> so I'm not really sure where <laughs> they swam, uh, but I think it was the very top of amphitheater rapid, and they swam, and we were on shore just chatting and hanging out. And uh, they came swimming, swimming by, but got got everything cleaned up. So, and um, yeah, we got to the lake, and uh, Greg was there again, and pulled us across, and uh, it was just a beautiful day, man. And uh, it was also kind of bittersweet because that's ushering in a new season. Yeah, you know, that's the end of fall. Uh, That's kind of what I. How I determine, you know, winter's come and fall has gone. Um, you know, Chioa and Tallulah are done. So, and those are our last damn, damn uh, regular whitewater releases, you know, from dams that are, uh, those are the last ones. So, and from yeah. here on out, it's it's uh, winter and it's winter uh, boating season, and winter creaking. and creaking. Yeah, some, man. Yeah. All right. So. Well, so that got us thinking, you know, uh, what do we do? You know, what do you do if you, I'd say first, first thing, just, you know, if you don't have the appropriate winter gear, either go get some or you may need to, you know, put everything away <laughs> for a little while. I, I do need to mention something. Um, 
I was rushing to get out of the house today, <laughs> and I got over and like you know, un un threw out my boat and blew up my boat, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm doing all the stuff, and wow. R- Rio's running around checking out the other dogs, and everybody's like, "Hey man, you ready to set shuttle?" And I look down, I'm like, "Yeah, I just gotta break out my dry suit. Hang on," and I'm like. Oh no! Oh. I ain't got no dry suit. <laughs> um, so yeah, shame on me. And it was hanging on my, you know, freaking door, bedroom door. But um, so luckily, my buddy um, Fidge uh, from West Virginia, he was down. They actually, he and his girl paddled. They are two yesterday. Mm-hmm. Her son kayak. Um, and they were there and not paddling. And he's like, dude, you can wow. you can use my splash gear if you yeah. want. And he's like, I don't know if it'll fit you. I'm like, come on, Fidge. Like, we're the same size. <laughs> but he had dro- dropped a bunch of weight over, over – um, he had some um, medical issues and dropped a bunch of weight last year when he got this splash gear. So, But luckily it fit. And uh, – yeah, some people couldn't recognize me because they weren't used to seeing me in that in that in that uh, that gear. But uh, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I got. They're him. like that guy. That guy looks so skinny. I'm gonna that I'm gonna pay I'm gonna gear. pay for this somehow. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing somebody else's splash gear, top and bottom. Not, you uh, know, mind you, uh, I, and usually I have my splash gear and I didn't even bring it. But um, but yeah, I was I was sucks. like kicking myself um, a little bit there. So thanks, Fidge. Uh, really appreciate it, buddy. But uh, but yeah, so so yeah, like a minimum. You know, I got uh, just a. It's really, I mean, it's really not a comfort thing. At, at a certain point, it becomes a, just a full well, on safety issue. It's a, it's a question of safety, as as you know, several friends of mine who, um, one of my buddies, uh, um, uh, Scott Sullivan, and. Um, um, Leland Davis, uh, you know, I, I think they've both said to me, you know, ha- having a dry suit is a question. It's it's a it's a matter of safety. It's a question of safety, and you know, it's it's better to have it and not need it than to need it. And oh yeah, need well, it and not have it, and and that's one piece of gear. It's multi has mul- multiple functions, well, multiple uses. And I, you know? I look at it as. You know, well, first, first and foremost, I mean, I'm just like, I don't want to be cold. So, yeah, I, yeah. you know, that <laughs> that's my number one thing. It's, like, it's kind of gangly. That's it's right. I don't want to be cold. Lanky. I don't want to be cold. So, so I'm not going to be cold. And but, uh, but more importantly, it sort of kind of comes back to things we've discussed on here lots of times. Are you like an asset or a liability? And yeah. if you don't have it, and you go out with a big group or just another buddy. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're over here like freezing and miserable. And I mean, I've been on trips like that where somebody's, somebody doesn't have the gear and they want to go anyway and they go out and they're freezing and miserable and they want to rush down the river. And now your whole, I mean, A, they, that, can, they that, can get in trouble. Like that or they're not moving quick enough. That's, that's yeah. most often than not, it's the, the fact that a lot of times the person that doesn't have all the gear is the least experienced person. So they're not one to be out charging and yeah. staying warm and trying to stay ahead of the pack and get done. They're usually hanging in the back and they're like wanting to look at stuff for too long. They're burning all their calories and energy and they're getting colder and colder and colder as yeah. they go. 
Um, so it's a it's a you know you can ruin everybody else's day sure, too by sure. not having it. But the, but the other thing I was going to say is like you know it's it they're expensive. So I get it. But the the deal is it's like how much is your life worth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and secondly, um, you know the other thing the way I kind of it's like wearing a shitty helmet. You know it's yeah. like. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, how much is your head, which is, you know, houses all the stuff you need um, <laughs> to make it through life. And, and Well, you know, some folks don't have much. How much is that one up there? It's not a whole lot. Does. I know. It's like, you know, for some people it's like putting a guard dog on a vacant lot. So, But, uh, but no, the other thing is if you've already invested in like boats and gear, you know, and you can only paddle them for five months you know, you, you, you invest this one more initial yeah. chunk of money well, into a know, dry like, suit and boom, you've got, you got year round paddling possibility. Like right now, NRS has a, has a sale. I know they have a sale going on and, you know, of closeout stuff of, of last year's model stuff. Yeah. And I guarantee you their dry suits are on sale and, and NRS dry suit is, is, is awesome. If, you know, if if you buy one of those, that's what I got. You're not you're not breaking the bank, and they make good stuff. Um, you know, it's it's better than splash gear, um, but um, you know there there is a little there is a little formula for you know kind of knowing how to dress for the situation. You know, and it has has to do with, uh, and I think we we've covered it before, but we'll cover it again. And uh, basically, uh, you know, a good rule of thumb on knowing how to dress is combine water and air temperature. Uh, and if it's, you know, and this is just a rule of thumb. This isn't, you know, um, this is by no means like how you should make all your decisions, but Basically, 120 degrees combined air and water temperature. Um, anything above that 120, you can, if it's not that long of a trip, you can probably get to, um, you know, you can probably do all right with a wetsuit or splash gear with layers underneath, but you're still going to get wet. You know, you're, you're, you're going to get wet. Um, now, once you go below that, that 120 and... Yeah, um, you know, once you go below that, you're gonna want um, you're gonna want a dry suit. And you know, the great thing about dry suits, when it comes to cold water, if you get hot, get in the water. You just get yeah. in the water. Yeah. You yeah. just get in the water and cool off for a little bit, and you regulate your own temperature. And then, boom, you're you're cooled off, and you're like, cool. You know, if you if you start to feel wet inside and it's like a sunny day, you're probably sweating in there. Yeah. Um, just jump in the water real quick, and you'll be all right. Um, you know, make sure your zippers closed, all your zippers are closed, <laughs> and that your gaskets are good. And uh, but you know, dry suits are great, man. So yeah, it's an investment. But you know, the other thing is, if you take care of it. Uh, you know, I guess I've had mine. I four or five years. It's an NRS. It's not. It's not top of the line. Anything. It's been a good one. I'm pretty meticulous in like putting it away and drying it inside out and all that. And then, and I even put a 303 
what is, little bit of your, what is that on stuff? the gaskets? Like three or three on the gaskets. You spray it and, yeah, and put that the, on there. The, the, but uh, the the gaskets did. I did have a couple of issues last season with the gasket. So I think I already mentioned this on here, but I took it to uh, uh, up to ripped inflatables with Shane Day. Shane Day, and uh, he's on Nanahala. You can look him up. Uh, we did a little YouTube video, and it's on our Facebook page. Yeah, uh, with his info on there. Anyway, he did a top top of you know top job on it it's amazing it looks better than you and put all the gaskets in and, and yeah. it wasn't much he just did one for me in um, a quick turnaround so so you know if you got gaskets that are split or whatever uh get those taken care of it's not that expensive you can do it yourself you can look up youtube videos and try yeah, that if you want you know what? it's That's one a, of those pieces of gear that sorry i'm not gonna do it myself i'm gonna take it to someone who knows what they're doing yeah and does an awesome job, and it's 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 you know worth its weight in gold. I but, agree. But you know, people, uh, if you start to get a little tear in one of your gaskets, take it and 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 uh, there's if if you stretch that gasket out over like say like a uh, two liter. Like if it's a neck gasket, you know, like a two liter Coke bottle yeah. or something round, you know, a water bottle the size of your wrist for the wrist gasket, and you stretch that out, you're going to see what look like rings. And and if you take and you cut below that, that tear with a very sharp knife or even a razor, razor blade. blade. Yeah. Razor blades are better because they're not, they're just going to slice straight through and they're not going to create other little fractures in that in that latex and that rubberized latex and go all the way around and peel you know peel off that 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 rip part and hopefully you come out with you know it might be a little looser but um, that that's how you care for your wrist gaskets your neck gaskets if you start to get tears in them um, three hundred three works great on them uh, you know I I keep a um, I keep a uh, small bottle of 303 and just a uh, rag. And I sit there and I you know spray 303 on the rag and then yeah. I, I wipe down the gaskets. That's how I how treat often? mine. Uh, not that often. I'll, I'll probably go, you know, it just depends on where you're at. It depends on your location. But down here in the southeast, you could get away with it, you know, once in the spring, once in the okay. fall. Yeah. But but if you're on the water a bunch and you're you know sweating and everything yeah, else, you, yeah you, you may need to do it. a little bit more so but you know if you're like if you're like in the desert uh, if you're in the southwest or somewhere like that you're probably gonna need to do it a little bit more you know because those those gaskets will will dry out a little bit more so yeah. and so, and also it doesn't hurt to wash um, you know it doesn't hurt to wash that stuff. Um, you know, just look at the directions for washing them, but, uh, Gore-Tex, um, Gore-Tex, um, it's just a pouring cleaner from Nick, is it Nick, Nick Wax? Yeah, something like that. Something that the company, um, that's usually what I use. Um, they have a, like a, um, um, they have a cleaner for Gore-Tex garments and then they have a... Then they have a treatment for the shell mm-hmm. 
uh, that you can that's a that's a a, a wash in type of uh, uh, you know composition or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, uh, care for them and they'll last you forever, man. So I I've had. <laughs> I got a dry suit for 2007 in Alaska, and um, that dry suit lasted me until, um, yeah, that dry suit lasted me. It was in Kokatat, mind you. Uh, Good shit, really good shit. Top of the line, pricey, but honestly, you know, you pay for what you get. Um, Last six months. I sent it in. No, I sent it in um, five years ago. So, what what is that? Two what was it? Is uh, it two thousand thirteen or fourteen? In the fall, right before my uh, Grand Can- first Grand Canyon trip, uh, which was November December trip, and I sent it to Kokatat, and they're like, called me up. They're like, "Hey, we got your uh, dry suit." And, you know, we went to do a pressure test and we noticed that the Gore-Tex is delaminating. And they're like, so you get a new dry suit. Wow. Because Gore-Tex, I'm I'm not sure if it's still that way, but (laughs) Gore-Tex requires them to, uh, Gore-Tex is is guaranteed for life, the life of the garment. Um, So some companies will honor that for if that Gore-Tex delams, it's 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 no good, and it's covered under that that Gore-Tex warranty. So I got a brand new dry suit, nice. and that's the one I got now. Sweet. And on that and on that canyon trip, I threw it up on a bush to dry out overnight, and a freaking mouse gnawed through, oh. gnawed through. Luckily, just the spray skirt tunnel. So I slept. I slapped some duct tape on it. Yeah, <laughs> some go. black duct tape, and no one, no one ever knew on both sides. But, um, but yeah. So, if you take care of your stuff, Get your dry suits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, important part. And of course, you can try dry tops. And I, yeah, I don't know if we we'll to get into that because we got a lot of well here. Cover, here well, we we can, and and we probably should. Um, definitely, if you're gonna buy a dry dry suit, go with the Gore Tex. Go and you're gonna buy Coca-Tec. Go with the Gore-Tex socks. Um, you know you can you can save a few dollars here and there by going with the latex socks that are you know glued into the bottom of the suit. But you're gonna get eventually you're gonna get a hole in it, or you're gonna put your foot straight through it, mm-hmm. and you're gonna rip that that sock out of there. And at that point, I'm sorry, the dry suit is no longer any good until you get that repaired. <coughs> um, so I like the Gore-Tex socks. It's 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 worth every bit of the money. Mine are the latex socks, and but I've had them replaced. Yeah, so. but yeah, I mean you get a pinhole. In oh that yeah, latex yeah, they definitely and, had holes in them last year. Yeah. So, so but let let's talk about um, dry tops and 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 dry bottoms. Um, you if know, the, if there's such a thing as a dry bottom, but there are bottoms. Well, I know that they are, make them. I'm yeah, just they, saying, they I'm not sure it. that they're actually dry. Well, they're <laughs> compared. I like a onesie, man. They, you know, I they can zip up in a onesie. Oh, I know. That's that's cozy. your favorite part. I like get up there cozy. Well, they they are if if you're if you're you get a front zipper too. 
especially if your dry top has a spray skirt tunnel that you can you have an inside tunnel and a spray yeah, skirt yeah, outside yeah, tunnel yeah, yeah. um and you can put that dry bottom yeah, yeah, yeah. in between those two layers yeah and that they, they do work well however if anything goes wrong and water gets in those bottoms it weighs you down and it's like it's like concrete shoes that's what i'm talking about and that's that's no that's no bueno so you know i would i would definitely um onesie well, you know, there there were situations where I used to use just a dry top, you know, when I was kayaking. Well, if you're kayaking, that's a different deal. I do. Yeah, think. but I mean, but if you come out, you even know, my I mean, friends that are, you know, badass kayakers, what are they wearing? They're wearing a full dry suit. Absolutely. All my buddies out there on Tallulah today, kayaking, they all had full dry suits. Yeah. So, and you know, it's great because if you do take a swim, you know, you're in a dry suit. <laughs> you're not. You're not worried about it. So. Yeah, I, I okay. So and you know, I mean, I I don't think we even need to talk about like wetsuits at this point because I think that's a fall spring thing. You know? Well, I I know people that uh, that rock wetsuits. You know, folks that like to uh, surf during the winter time. Yeah, and they have a have a really thick you know three three mil four mil five mil yeah. wetsuit and and they rock those and they're fine, but you know you're you are going to get wet and so the colder the weather the thicker the wetsuit you need and, and then you're also talking about you know, guaranteed you granted you have you have pretty good range of motion but the thicker the suit you, yeah. your range of motion and circulation cuts down a lot and obviously people you know do what they want to do we're just yeah. we're just giving you our opinion here yeah we're not <laughs> I mean, I know guys that love this. But bottom line, you know, on that, any of this stuff for me is like just personal comfort and I'm a baby. I don't want to be cold. Well, all my winter surfing buddies, they, they, they rock a thick, a a thick wetsuit because. They're not out there in dry suits. That's a different deal. Well, wets, dry suits suck when you're, when you're moving and you're really, you're really active. Your body heat starts to make that expand. Yeah. And you can, you can actually, you know, fill up with air and you're like, oh crap. What about your hands? Or wait, we need to talk about what's what are you wearing under that dry suit? Yeah, yeah. So what are you wearing? You're, uh, wearing your, you're just some, it just uh, depends um, layers. I mean, obviously um, temp- temperature. Yeah, I mean it depends on how cold it is, how long the run is. Um, but you know, I get hot. I get really hot inside the inside the dry suit. So um, if it's a warmish day, I'll probably. Um, you know, I'll probably wear at least a base layer, top and bottom. Um, if it's a colder day, I'll wear a very thin base layer, uh, top, you know, maybe some, some, um, you know, athletic shorts underneath and then my union suit, my, my onesie. So... Um, yeah, the onesie, man, my, my co my co union suit is yeah. super hot. But it definitely is, like, you know, I think it goes without saying, you know, polypropylene. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wicking. Yeah. Wicking layers. Not cotton. No, definitely not cotton. Um, you know, definitely not cotton. So you shouldn't wear your blue jeans and. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I used to rock my car hearts inside my dry suit in Alaska. Yeah, I get I get off of work and I just cooling it. 
I just bust up out of my dry suit and have my Carhartts on and and, and roll to the bar and my Chacos and my Carhartts. Wow, and, that's a lot of stuff under there. But not really. I mean, not <laughs> if you consider how you know how cold the water was. Um, you well, know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like just bulky. Yeah, know? but you're. I mean, you know. Yeah. You can get bulky in a dry suit. Yeah, especially well, in the, the situation. The main, I was yeah, in. one thing that uh, you know, if you don't go buy. And I don't have one. Um, maybe that goes on my Christmas list, which we're going to do at some point. Uh, I need a, uh, I need a union suit, a dry suit, union suit, like under under mine. I, I, so far, I just wear. I've got various layers of things that I've had from hiking or biking. You can go get a, a freaking like Batman onesie. I got I've one. thought about that. Yeah, yeah, from like Target or somewhere. Yeah, they, they got they those. Were, they were great. Yeah, I've thought about that. But it's what fleets. I, it's yeah, it's, it's the just same fleets. shit. It's just sure. like. Yeah, lower quality fleece. Well, sure, you sure. know, but I mean, but, uh, that, uh, what I what I've ended up with are are a lot of things are just like from, gosh, what where it's like a, what is that place? Uh, not Marshalls, but what a TJ Maxx. TJ Go to TJ Maxx, Maxx, baby, get yeah. me some polypropylene, kind of like uh, yeah. you know, as, as some active wear. So, some um, some active wear out there. Active wear cheap. cheap uh, I, you know they they're they're not too tight. They're not too loose. Yeah, I, you know I, that's that's your poor man's uh, under. Those places have good stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's all name brand stuff. And yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's good. Uh, most of your out, most of your outerwear and you know is is your high end outerwear or your like fleeces and all that. They're made in the same factories as the janky cheap stuff. Yeah. They're made in the same factory. So that's what so. I've got going. The only the only catch is um, to find something, and I've had I've had this this thing forever. It's it's an old like fleece. Uh, I mean, it's it, it. Anyway, the point is, it doesn't have a collar. So you know, like a lot of things, if you get a, a thicker fleece, you know, whether it's a vest or anything like that's going to have a collar on it. Obviously, I mean, you could fold it down, I guess, and wear you it under there a with a gasket. I don't want a collar with a gasket. A little collar. I don't want a collar. I don't. I don't mind if it's like like a even a hoodie if it's a small hoodie. Yeah. You know, like a very thin hoodie, underneath there, because um, I do like to get I mean, throw the hood over and like what's up. Style. But uh, yeah, it's always styling. Come coming out coming out styling. But because the boys in the hoods are always hard. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I mean, most most of your good ones. These are they're they're nice. They usually have like a lower, like yeah, collar exactly. line yeah. on them, and and uh, show off that chest hair, you know. Oh yeah, you got rocket. Like sure. leave that unzip. Sure. Um, so anyway, uh, that you know socks. Or we're not there yet. Let's move. Let's not go there. What are, what are we at? We're so we're yeah, moving we're down. Base we talk about hands. Hands. Let's hands. let us see your hands. What are you doing on hands? Um. I don't do much of anything because tough. Yeah, I tough it out. Tough guy. No, I so the last time because <laughs> when I was kayaking, I would wear. I finally got to where I would wear pogies, mm-hmm. and man, a good pair explain, of pogies. I mean, I think most people know on here, but pogies. Explain pogies. So pogies are just they're they're. They they wrap around a paddle and you slide your hands in. They're like neoprene. Yeah, they're neoprene. They're thick. They're like a they're like a four or five mil neoprene. So they're they're very very warm. 
they, they allow you allow you to put your hand on the paddle instead of a glove. Yeah, exactly. So that that yeah. way you can feel the paddle shaft, and you know people like to feel the shaft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep the hand on the shaft. You keep the hand on the shaft. You but um, between you and that shaft, I like pogies. Um, I even use pogies with um, a paddleboard or or a canoe paddle or rafting paddle uh, on my lower hand, on my yeah my shaft my my <laughs> shaft hand. I mean, you know, let it's you're making a big deal out of it. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I like to rock, uh, a, a, a pogey on that lower hand if it's really cold out. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I'm paddling on the right, you know, I've, I've got my lower hand. That's the one that's closer to the water anyway, yeah. and it's getting the most wet. Uh, and then I can, yeah, I can switch it up if I need to, but down here I've, I really haven't needed that. I, it seems to me in, in like the if southeast. it's for me, and again, like I'm a baby about it. But if it's below, you know, if it let's just say if well, I don't know, a sunny day in the winter makes a big difference, right there. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Yeah. But like once it gets below like fifty, forty five, I I can handle it like right in there around, around fifty. I'm good. Once it gets below that. I'm probably going to want a glove. I've got some gloves, some just some NRS neoprene gloves that that are decent. They're kind of worn out. Um, I did buy a few years ago some some mittens, and Ooh, yeah, and like the mittens on that, that coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, some mittens that are neoprene, and like if it's below forty, uh, I will take those and I might use them because you know anytime I've just know you know you keeps your fingers together and, and yeah. uh, you can keep you know keep warmer and a little water gets in there of course um, but it, it heats up with your body temperature so but it definitely feels weird holding the paddle you know no doubt about it and and actually just the other I don't know a couple of weeks ago I went on a canoe trip and uh, I had, and I took my gloves and I put them on and I had paddled a kayak and a ducky and even a raft with the gloves. But for some reason, when I put them on with, and, and held the canoe paddle, it felt weird. Like, especially like a cross bow felt weird. Yeah. Um, so I took them off and I was fine. But anyway, that's just personal preference. But some people wear gloves like all year round. So, you know, but, but it definitely feels weird like holding the paddle. But I guess I'd rather it feel a little weird than uh, than be cold. And once it's really cold, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's also uh, it's, that's a question of of uh, your your comfort level. And Link said he if he if he really has to he he breaks out like some dishwashing gloves. I mean, some important <laughs> storm. They work pretty it's good. They yellow, actually grip really well dishwashing too. gloves. Yeah. There's your poor man's uh, paddling uh, yeah. tip right there. Yeah. I like it. I think that would be awesome. Don't be knocking um, it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm, Don't I'm get them dishpan hands. I'm getting, it. I'm getting some. Uh, not, we don't have to spend too much time on uh, not, shoes because hey, we hey, talked hey, about that before. Another thing yeah. that uh, – did we talk about the cap? No, cap. Yeah, a little neoprene cap yes. for underneath your uh, 
underneath your helmet. Um, yeah, some of them are tight. Some of them are like you're like wearing a condom <laughs> on your head. Um, but uh, I they tell you what, they certainly look that way. Yeah, they they do. They make they look you look funny. awesome. <laughs> but hey, function. You know, Absolutely. Well, this is where we, you know, we did our fashion, <laughs> yeah. our river fashion yeah. in the winter. I throw that, I throw the yeah. all those rules yeah, out. Function. I throw yeah, those we're rules going, out. We're and going I'm full on, like we're going high function and fuck, <laughs> yeah. fuck fashion. That's right. I don't care at that point. <laughs> I'm warm. That's right. Hashtag fuck, fun, <laughs> fuck fashion. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The caps are, are good, um, but what what also does uh, good. You know, as, as a wool cap, will work underneath your helmet. So, a wool cap, so you get uh, yeah, like a beanie or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna get soaking wet. Yeah, yeah, but it's possibly. gonna wick wick yeah. water away, yeah. and but it's still gonna keep you warm, man. It does it does the trick. Yeah. Yep. Um, something else. Just that, saying. I, well, I'll tell you something I found that is pretty sweet is uh, a couple years ago I was doing a lot of mountain biking and I found that they make these little you know it's, I mean it's basically like a little knit cap for going on your mountain bike helmet because your ears get really cold yeah, you know? yeah. and uh, and, it, and it, it's like a little form fitting knit hat mm-hmm. you know like what I call a toboggan yeah you know if you live down here call it a toboggan but a uh, little knit cap. But anyway, a little, a little fleece, little mini. But that micro the toboggan's fleece. the thing you slide sure, down the, but, right, down the snowy slope. It's a hat that you wear in the winter <laughs> in Alabama. Uh, so uh, anyway, is that, that, is that down near Auburn's? Down near the Auburn's. Auburn's. The Auburn's Wars Eagles. <laughs> um, but yeah, you 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 get this little. Anyway, they make real fancy, expensive ones, but I found them on eBay, like some crappy company, you know, making them and getting them for like five bucks. And I got a couple of them, and they were sweet, so I'll wear those every now and then. And anyway, go. it fits good. It's not, yeah. you know, like a thicker one that you might get for hiking uh, may not feel very good, you know, under your helmet. But yeah, you know, another thing we could add to the list: scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Yes, that was a whole topic, uh, and we gotta give a shout out to uh, River River Talk. Yeah, man, River Talk podcast. Yeah, um, they mentioned uh, in one episode or somewhere. Oh uh, yeah, Zach that's was talking about paddling. That's right with with, uh, with a scarf. scarf. But we gotta, but we gotta take it up a notch, man. Yeah, maybe get scarves. I mean, we may have to get the scarves. <laughs> Waterbound podcast scarves. That, that's on our list, Zach. We're coming at you with scarves. Yeah, Zach Collier. Um, and toboggans. So just in yeah, case you didn't toboggans, know, you can start toboggans. calling your, hat, your knit hat, your winter uh, knit hat. I forget what you guys call them up in the Pacific Northwest, but I don't think it's toboggan. No, I don't either. Because yeah, y'all know that toboggan is a, a sled. A sled. Sort, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, so Zach was nice enough to uh, mention our podcast, yeah. on their podcast, uh, River Talk, and uh, which we listen to. We we'll did. have you guys know. Um, and and if any of our listeners haven't, uh, definitely definitely check ch- them out. Check those guys out. Uh, River Talk podcast out in uh, the Pacific Northwest. So absolutely um, learn about uh, what all danger. Ropes and uh, <laughs> strangle strings, strings. <laughs> Danger. and uh, high performance inflatable. <laughs> they have some, kayaks. they have some, 
high performance well, whitewater inflatable craft out there. What we love about Zach is he is also passionate about duckies or high performance inflatable kayaks and gear. He, they they like the gear, man. Yes, so very informative there. Yeah, for anyway, sure. Anyway, toboggans, uh, hats. M- moving on, uh, shoes. How are you keeping those uh, dogs warm? Well, I want I wanted to oh, I wanted to add something. Done. No, so uh, I'm something, rushing him along here. Yeah, just quit rushing me. Come on, come me. on, quit, quit come rushing. On, come on, come quit, on, quit what, rushing what, me. What are you wearing ahead? A beard. Exactly. A beard. Well, beard beards are good. <laughs> beards are good, but hey, you may need to upgrade your helmet. Hey, there you go. You know, a lot of y'all like to rock the uh, the the strutter or whatever it is, the baseball cap style. Uh, paddling helmet. Mm, he's looking at me. Um, but it's no it's ear not a, not not ears. Well, you don't necessarily need something to cover your ears, but something more full coverage. Yeah. Um, and you know, Sweet and WRSI, they have some pretty sweet like ear covers on them. That's right. And it man, it makes a difference, especially in the winter. It does make a difference. Huge in fact, difference. One of my buddies had one of those helmets. That he wore for like a year and a half before he figured out that he could take take the ear things out in the summer. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I did that, and I think mine just fell out because I, I just rocked them around so much. But those things are great, man. So I, I highly suggest having a, you know a couple of helmets. You never know when someone might need to borrow one, and you know there's just a, I don't know, yeah, just having a more full coverage helmet. Having a full coverage helmet for winter or fall or spring, and you know, creaking and stuff like that. One um, of them with a football face mask on it. Yes, yeah, definitely. Just like uh, Ted likes to rock. So, <laughs> I like one that looks like a uh, rage cage cross yeah. helmet. Yeah, is the way I like to keep it. Uh, hey man, I wear a mouthpiece know. too. I didn't mention that. <laughs> I like to be safe. <laughs> um, all right. Oh boy, we done with our headgear. We're done with the headgear. Scarf. So we're working our way down. Scarf. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're working. A scarf. Our, we're, yeah. in, we're in sport now. If we go scarves, uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Wool. What are we doing? Fleece. I mean, what's going to take? Wool. What's going to soak up the most water? <laughs> like when I swim, I'm not I'm, paddling in the scarf. <laughs> I'm yes. not paddling with Yes, you are. No, I'm not I paddling. Did. You know what we did last year? We did a Christmas uh, paddle, uh, and we gave an award to Tommy Sunshine. And uh, I think we had we had some Christmas gear on. I can't remember what. It may have been a scarf. But anyway, all right. So what about keeping those dogs warm? What are you doing? You said you like, I mean, obviously. Oh, shoes, footwear? Well, in your dry suit, number one, like, you know, that was something we were talking about that earlier. Like if we're. Uh, for example, so uh, socks, socks, like, you know, thick socks, thin socks, liners, you know, it, I, it may I, depend on if you've got those latex gaskets, I, I if like, you've got the yeah, Gore-Tex well, gaskets, yeah. what kind of shoes, you know, all that's going to add. So I, I like, I like, uh, I don't wear liner socks. I wear a nice, like medium, medium weight hiking sock, uh, wool or something like that. I love darn tough socks. Yeah, they me make too. they make great socks, man. I mean, if there's one time in my life that I've wanted socks for Christmas, it's this. It's darn it's, it's tough. now it's nowadays. 
It's like we're doing an ad. In in my uh, middle ages, or I'm almost middle ages. Uh, Yeah, darn tough. Sponsor us, don't they? They're they're midweight hiker or whatever light lightweight hiker. No, it's not lightweight. It's it's like a medium weight. It's perfect. And they got some kind of guarantee on them. They've got a a a lifetime guarantee on them. Yeah. So I'm gonna wear them out. I'm gonna wipe my butt with them if I need to. Like go digging through them. well, I'm gonna send them back. These things are <laughs> are, are uh, flawed, um, but so I've got I've got the Gore-Tex socks in my dry suit, and if it's a really cold day, um, I also keep around a pair of uh, neoprene socks. You know what I'm saying? And I'll put those on. You know, I'll put those on over the Gore-Tex socks. Yeah, and then put my foot my my shoes on. It's but, a tight fit, and but the link link has like a size uh, size six. <laughs> no, I've so, got your I've got your average <laughs> ten and a half, but uh, but I'll 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 go up a size. Um, I, I think that's like an important yeah. point to make if you hadn't dealt with it, and I. Uh, I've got big feet, so it's already. Yeah, yeah. we talked about Ted, it before. Ted's got a size eighteen. <laughs> but getting into look out, Shaq. Getting into a, a kayak is already an issue in the summertime. So I've gone through various types of footwear, but uh, winter. Uh, but that's another bonus for rafting. You know, I don't have to worry about it. I, I did pick up a couple of years ago some giant size fourteen uh, shoes that I use in the winter because I can put all that crap on. Yeah, you know, I put some thick socks on, put my dry suit on, Boom. and like you said, I can even put on some neoprene and yeah. then put those shoes on. But do it. But you you do kind of need a second, like another, like an or or the other thing that I like to do, and this is where I'm I'm throwing style out again. You know, we're getting back to function. Yeah. Is I will throw a neoprene booty on in the winter, and it makes me real happy, no. especially if I got to get in a kayak. Because they're still he's you know, planning to drink booty beers, so I am. But it'll fit over all my socks and crap. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and cool. it's still kind of low profile, and and it's another layer of warmth. So that's a yeah, man, handy dandy thing. Um. All right. Well, how about some other uh, some other uh, you know, not necessarily essentials, but some additional you know gear. That's safety not, oriented yeah, it's not just for clothes. winter paddling um you know to start off with space blanket or yeah emergency blanket in your uh, in your dry bag and you know winter time i always carry my dry bag yeah you know so um i think we talked about this once before uh and told a story about a mutual friend of ours that got stranded in the winter time outside um he uh, he had a space blanket, and I think he had some kind of fire starter, but it was just for him, you know, and there were two guys. So, again, like, you know, don't count on somebody else to have stuff for you. Like, you know, I, I would – so I went out as soon as I heard that story and yeah. picked up, you know, I put together little kits and put one in – one in my dry bag, one in my mountain bike bag, one in my hiking bag, and maybe one in my car, um, because it was it, it costs nothing to go like put like a lighter and a space blanket. You know, go to Walmart and the space blanket is like two bucks. Yeah, you could pick up a lighter or something. 
you know, so some of those basic things you could keep in a little dry bag for sure. Yeah. Another, another good, uh, either a toilet paper roll or a paper towel roller mm-hmm. full of dryer lint. There you go. Yeah. Cause it's a great, it's a great fire, fire starter. starter. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. I think what I've got or is it like a little boy scout flamethrower? Yeah. Flamethrower. Uh, <laughs> Some cotton balls that have Vaseline on them. I'm getting cold. Light that tree on fire. <laughs> Some cotton balls with Vaseline, and they're in a little Ziploc. Is it like a super fast little, you know, fire starter? Uh, the va- Vaseline. Yeah. Does it's it petroleum? Does it, yeah. But burns. does it start? It'll burn, baby. That can. Does it start? It's, no. I mean, you got to. You got to need. You need a lighter. But will will a lighter start? Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's like that's like. Oil, okay, yeah. and it's kind of slow burning. So yeah, but you know because mm-hmm. of the viscosity or whatever yeah. the uh, or the 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 flame point. Yeah, some some of those things don't light right away. No, so. it lights. It's, it's yeah. good stuff. We need to we need to maybe do um, some testing winter paddling survival clinic. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We're just making stuff up right now, but. Uh, I like yeah, it. We gotta try I like it. it. We gotta try it out. Snacks. Don't forget the snacks, y'all. That's maybe right. some, maybe some hot chocolate. Oh, you know that's my oh, favorite. Oh yeah. Favorite. I don't know if y'all saw the. Uh, everybody listen. Uh, if y'all saw the photos <laughs> of us from the um, Nanta Hill, yeah, when we went canoeing the day of the Green Race. Um, instead of going the green race, we went canoeing <laughs> on the Nantahala. We took it up a notch. Yeah, we well, we talked about it in the last episode, <laughs> but uh, we were sitting there at uh, Surfers Rapid, surfing rapid on the Nantahala, drinking um, Some hot, hot chocolate as the Great Smoky Mountain Railroad went by, That's right. and people were like, "Those people are crazy," you know. We were living a hot we were, life, man. We were. We um, were. Uh, what is that? What's the little? Yeah, what are the little containers we got there? The 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 that we like keep some cold, keep some warm. What's that? Uh, Hydro flask. <laughs> Hydro flask. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing to have, man. Hydro flask, man. For I sure. the first one I got a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, it's just a thermos, you know, but it's it's like a kind of high impact, I guess, or something, you know. But a double wall thermos mm-hmm. and. Man, no, the first time, like I put, took hot chocolate out on a paddling trip and I mean, take coffee or soup or whatever you want, but man, I tell you what, that's a great luxury that you stop and you know, you're cold and it just warms you from the inside out. And or, or just hot water in it and make your hot chocolate off of that. Absolutely. You could also make your soup that you got on your, your you lesser of your luxury items. You can make your uh, little uh, cup of soup there. Yeah, so, but yeah, I just mix it up, pour everybody a hot chocolate, and man, it makes good me stuff. happy. Good stuff. I'm I'm not telling. First time I did it, I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm still talking about yeah. it. I like to have a little whiskey in my dry bag. Hey. So, you know, it's like a sweater for your insides. I like, I like that, too. I put a little uh, peppermint schnapps in that hot chocolate. A little, little schnapps. Yeah. Cool. Toasty. Um, so, uh, another, another, this is from the bear grills, uh, technique of, uh, staying warm, uh, which I'd use this all the time oh, <laughs> is I if guess. I hop out, if I hop out, you know, you stop for very long, everybody, you get a little chilled, do some jumping jacks, baby. 
Do some jumping jacks over there. Jump back in your boat. This is what we learned. What's he doing? The swift water rescue. <laughs> he's, he's doing some kind of move. It's like a dance move. That's a new dance That's craze. That's right. The, the double, the double uh, pump pump. <laughs> he's doing some kind of That's pump. That's right. Just uh, pump your shoulders up and down. And you can do that while you're in your boat. Hey, that's a good idea. Uh, but yeah, stay moving. Hot hands. You know, Hot little, hands. Those little uh, bags that you take. We used to take yeah. those like on, you know, whatever, ski trips. and Yeah, chemical things. type. Um, little bags. The problem yeah. is, I don't think they work in a dry suit because I think they need oxygen. No. You think they'll work? Yeah. Once you, you activate them. them. Get, it, get it going. Once you activate them, hmm. they'll work. You can I guess put them you down some. in your britches. Keep yeah, everything hey, warm down there. I'm, I'm with you. Um, um, and that, the next one is um, we haven't tried this. It's it's pretty interesting. We may have to talk to our buddy uh, Jared Jones, who y'all remember from um, the uh, Okoye River Championships uh, interview. Um, Jared uh, rocks a uh, not on the river necessarily, but a battery heated um, jacket, down, down jacket, and he loves it. Works it works great, and he carried it in the Grand Canyon, you know, for chilly chilly nights uh, in the canyon. Yeah. And I, I gotta I gotta check one of these things out. And it's got on and off button. It's got yeah. a you can dial it up or 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 cut it back, dude. If I could get like a like a like a thin some kind of thin version of that, like it, just a vest or something. Yeah, I'd be all over that. Keep keep the core warm. Shoot, yeah, I'm on board. So what else we got? Uh, ah, there, yep. When you get to the takeout, get some nice dry clothes there. Some, dry some, clothes, some warm dry clothes yep. at takeout. Big deal. And and what do you? Uh, how do you change at the takeout? <laughs> uh, well, that's my favorite piece of paddling gear uh, to date is the changing poncho. There I got go. a big change in poncho t- towel. That's my favorite thing. Because I, I, I do not like to go into those nasty bathrooms and throw all my gear down on, on, a, on a wet floor. <laughs> I'm not. It's just I'm, probably not meant for someone as tall as Ted. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to spread out. <laughs> I got to. So, yeah, I love my change in towel. Yeah. My change in poncho. And, uh, and even even an additional thing just came with one of those one time, and uh, and now I can't live without it. Is it came with this little, uh, it's like a little round tarp, it's like you know, like a little tiny, like two. Feet. Oh yeah, for the ground. Yeah. Ra- yeah, 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 little little throw. Yeah, you put it down, yeah. and and the thing that's so awesome about it is uh, if you're wearing a dry suit, is you do not want to puncture your latex booties. So if you, you step go. out. Onto some gravel or, or rocks or anything, uh, so this keeps you from doing that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, those are sort of luxury items there at the end. Um, did did we? I don't think we talked about sort of other than maybe putting some three hundred three on some gaskets, like storing stuff. So let's say you don't have a dry suit, you're putting your stuff up. What do you need to do? You know, if you got if you got uh, rafts? Do you need to deflate them, roll them up? Or you leave them pumped up? Kayaks, airbags? Yeah, you know, I, some of that stuff. What do you do in the winter? Like you know, if you're not so, gonna get so it out three, for three o three in the fall and in the in, in the spring, you know, beginning of the season, end of season. I think 
maybe once in between three or three on your raft to uh, you know protect it and make make the uh, make it last longer. Um, you know, so I've had a lot of lot of issues over the years. Friends of mine having their rafts holes eaten eaten in their rafts by varmints, yeah, you know, rodents yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so if I'm leaving it outside, I do not flip it upside down, but I have a, the big carport. Mm-hmm. So I just leave, leave some of my boats inflated under the carport. Um, does the cold weather, it doesn't hurt it, doesn't make no, it brittle. No, There's no, no damage. There no, it's, it's, it's sun, you know, it's, mm. it's sun and sand Okay, that are probably the biggest enemies. Um, sun and sand, um, you know, cold, you know, it's definitely going to probably deflate your boat mm-hmm. a little bit, but all in all, it's, it, I don't, I don't think it'll, it'll really affect it. We leave our boats, uh, in our raft barn at, at Chatuga, we leave them inflated, um, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, it's just, it's just, uh, doesn't invite rodents in to crawl up in this rolled up thing and try to create a nest, which they will do. Uh, if, if it's outside, I definitely try to have it inflated or in some kind of bomb ass storage bag. Yeah. Um, if I have it inside, then of course it's deflated and rolled up. It's dry. I make sure I dry it out real good. Um, and then preferably put in kind of a bag inside the house or, you know, because I'm paddling like last last winter, I was paddling weekly. So, I mean, my boats always stayed inflated, or they were in the house, or in my truck. So, yeah. in in my in my Forerunner inside in the cab. So, um, you know, if you you want something to last longer, take care of it. Uh, so, you know, we we've I, when when we first met, you know, there was a lot of talk about how do I st- how do I store my boat and you know, I got this rack or I've got this thing, you know, and if you have a garage and you have a way of hanging it in, up in your garage, mm-hmm. you know, inflated, do that, yeah. um, or just in your garage where there's no, you know, there's no varmints. They love the material. Yeah, they, they can they can chew through PVC or hypalon. And then they use it as bedding. And yeah. so they'll, the first place they usually go for is right around the bale holes in the floor. Well, I, that's why I keep mine pumped up because even like I've got my gear in these Rubbermaid containers and stacked on shelves, but it's still in the garage and there still could be a mouse that like gets in there. You know, I know that it could, but with, and, and if they get into my gear, you know, that's one thing like, you know neoprene suits and pfds and stuff like that but the boats i generally i've got some duckies that are deflated but the the rafts i keep them pumped up yeah and in there because i kind of do worry about that like even though yeah i've I've seen it happen a lot it's like i could see see something getting in there i've seen it happen a lot and i wouldn't be happy yeah one one of my buddies um he had an old old 10 foot nrs raft that he had a uh, canoe rack and he would leave leave it on top of the canoe rack upside down, uh, inflated, and squirrels climbed up in there and built a nest. 
up in the rain. And they were like, <laughs> it was it's perfect because <laughs> we're protected from the elements for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's no worse than being up in a tree, mm-hmm. uh, building our nests in a tree. And I was sort of, and, and then they eventually <coughs> ate holes in it, you know, from where they're just trying to Bastards. expand their nests. So, uh, ants too, insects like it. Uh, if you have, you know, you throw your boat down in the leaves. Uh, mm-hmm. and I've seen this man just come up to somebody's house and there's just a raft sitting and a whole mess of leaves, oh, especially man. during the fall. And then, you know, the insects crawl up in there and, you know, they'll they'll burrow up in and, and uh, they'll eat holes. Ants will eat holes in rafts. So I had a, ha, that happen to a friend in West Virginia is, um, yeah, they didn't have the, the boat stored properly. And ants ate little pinholes and they could, they, it took them forever to find the the source of the leak so take care of your stuff gang kayaks canoes you know i guess the main thing to worry about with those is like how you store them like if you're storing them you know i've always heard keeping them sort of upright is the best scenario yeah um vertical but everybody doesn't have that uh, space, uh, yeah. so sometimes sideways hanging on some straps. But you know, if they're lean, if they're on, the, if they're flat on the ground, they can be. You can get some oil canning. Yeah, do not do not leave your boat sitting right. Yeah, sitting right side up on the hole, uh, out on the ground because you know the oil canning comes from uh, basically sitting there and gathering water in it and yeah. weight. And then sun heating it up occasionally during the even during the winter, and eventually that's yeah, that's where you know your oil canning comes from. So flip it over upside down, or store it on its bow or stern, and then take your upright. bags out. And yeah, take get, take your take your gear out of it, and um, you know, and um, I mean, I I have uh, racks for my paddle boards, and which are great for canoes or kayaks too. And that's where I store yeah, I mine. Can, I, and I think a kayak would be <clears throat> even, you know, even more inviting if it's outside to make like a nest. It, it is. It's, it is if it's low to the ground, or if it's low to the ground, or if it's just out in the open. Um, you know, I yeah, I I haven't had any problems with things being on my racks, on my on my canoe racks or paddleboard racks. So yeah, that's that's uh, it's definitely. Uh, something to look into or you know there again just um, maybe rig up something where you can hang hang it up underneath the uh, carport or the garage up in the rafters make sure to fill your kayak up with antifreeze uh-huh. too before yeah. the winter yeah that's really important and but sand, sand and you know <laughs> um, sunlight uh, sunlight is is definitely one of a kayak's you know worst enemies, uh, sunlight and a kayak or a canoe, uh, just leaving it out in the open. Yeah, so uh, I guess if you're you know I see all kinds of, of like cool racks and things people make, and I guess the best thing if it's outside is at least to have some kind of shed kind of on it. Yeah, know, or you know what what I used to do is just stand, um, I would stand my kayaks up behind my house. And I had this corner, you know, which was out of sight of, 
you know, road and all that. But it was underneath the eaves of the, the edge of the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, water wouldn't get in there. And, um, yeah, it worked out great. I just stood them up back there. You got a, you got a spot like that. Um, the, it was dry um, for the most part. Um, and you know, and they were out of, out of the elements. And, the only downside to, you know, I mean, we're talking about putting some of these things up. Uh, yeah. The only downside is, you know, once it's put up neatly, you know, get a nice day, you want to go out. You know, it's kind of a pain. That's the other reason I like to keep mine inflated. You know, if you've got space, because it's yeah. like, hey, it's it's kind of ready to go. It's yeah. not it's not a whole another thing I got to deal with. So like, right. I can grab it and go, and and that makes it more inviting. You yeah. know, but uh, but you know, I mean, things are seasonal. Or just stuff you know, out. if if you got a playboat, you know, if you got a playboat, keep it inside. Um, you know, keep it in your house and. Put it over in the corner of uh, your living room or rest it on its side in a spare room. That's the other way to, you know, just make sure it stays on its side and you won't, you know, get as much of the oil canning. So. All right. Well, that's some some winter winterizing your gear, winterizing your your stuff that you're putting away. Bring on the winter, gang. Winterize <laughs> your snacks and get ready. Uh I want to mention, uh, and we got a good uh, email this week, um, but yeah, we, we're looking for you know y'all to give us some input and some topic ideas. So so shoot us a message on uh, email at waterboundpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, and you can also send us a message on Facebook Messenger. Uh, go find our Waterbound Facebook page. And uh, coming soon, it's coming soon. We've got some t shirts, and oh, yeah, we're gonna print them up maybe over Thanksgiving. Yeah, so if you guys would like to get in on that, maybe prepay, say like a hundred dollars, uh, you can send it to my uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you can just give him a hundred crisp hundred dollar bill. <laughs> you can send it to my Venmo account, and uh, no, we'll, uh, we'll have um, those coming and we'll let you know. You got some awesome. A couple awesome designs, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna print them up ourselves too. That's right. We're gonna be in the sweatshop. That's right. So that's how we're gonna stay warm this winter. Um, all right. So how about some upcoming events, man? Yeah. So um, hey, December seventh is uh, Georgia Canoe Association's holiday party. Holiday. So come um, as your uh, favorite Halloween in your favorite Halloween <laughs> costume. If you didn't get that, I mean, it's a holiday party. That's right. So Link will be there. Do whatever um, you want to do, man. Link will be there signing autographs, signing glamour shots. You want to uh, come as a uh, you want to come as a uh, shower stall. Come as a shower stall. There you go. I'm coming as a skeleton with my posse. Oh um, yeah. The the Tennessee Valley Canoe Club is they're having their party a week later. Their holiday party, December fourteenth. So if you're members of both of those, you got your neck. You got those two weekends lined up. up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then um, in um, we'll talk uh, about endless river adventures. Um, week of rivers in Ecuador uh, rafting. Uh, week of rivers. Uh, they're gonna do. Uh, their dates are January 3rd through the 11th and February 7th through the 15th of uh, 2020. 
Um, if you guys are interested in booking a week of rivers, it runs about seventeen hundred bucks. includes includes uh, all your rafting for that length of time. You can hit a river every day. Uh, there's mountain biking opportunities down there. Um, you can go fishing, go do yoga uh, in the jungle with monkeys. And that'd be a uh, great way to warm up during well, the winter time. Yeah, and Forget it's nice. Forget about the winter gear. You it's just, nice. Just well, <laughs> so the Keos River Valley is kind of the water's cool, uh, so you know, it, you know, wetsuit's not a bad idea or, or splash gear, but yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty mild down there. Um, but uh, it runs seventeen hundred bucks. Includes your lodging, your food, um, your first beverage at dinner, and. Um, your shuttles and your and your um, and your rafting. Um, it does not include airfare, um, play money, or uh, guide or driver tips, and uh, and if you want to drink more than one drink at dinner. Uh, but you know that's all extra, and uh, it's a pretty awesome deal. And love to have y'all down there. Mention my name and uh, my might even bring me down to uh, raft with you guys. So, Sweet. yeah. And then uh, still working on uh, looking at water levels, uh, working on a winter creaking, R1, S1 creaking clinic, and an overnight rafting clinic um, this winter, uh, possibly one or two of each of those things. So I'm thinking sometime in December, yeah. maybe doing overnight sometime in December, you know, before, before, um, uh, you know, the holidays, um, mm, that might be game. Yeah. On, so like on, on a weekend and, and it may just end up being like, Hey, this is when we're going to do it. Um, <laughs> this is where we're going to be type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll let y'all know more about that as, as you know, we get closer. So keep listening. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. So get your warm stuff out, and hopefully we'll continue to see you out there. Yeah, guys. See you on the water, and, and uh, you know, paddle safe, and uh, have a good time. Let's stay toasty. Gonna get drunk, and I don't care. Gonna get drunk, and I don't care.